Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, let's talk about microcosms today. A microcosm is defined as a community, a place, or situation regarded as encapsulating in miniature the characteristic qualities or features of something much larger. That pretty much sums up the idea of a botanical-style aquarium, right? I think it does. Now, I've been obsessed with this idea of an aquarium as a microcosm for almost as long as I can remember. Fresh, salt, whatever. It's guided almost every tank I've built for decades. Even my earliest iterations of leaf litter-dominated aquariums adhered to the aquarium as a microcosm philosophy. It makes sense. Now, when you ask me about what really steered my obsession with this stuff, it was these photos of the flooded forests of South America. The images that I look at are literally why I took a sabbatical from the reef-keeping world. I sowed my interest in my coral business and went on to launch 10 Aquatics. The Igapo habitat, a flooded forest filled with leaves, branches, seed pods, and terrestrial plants growing underwater, and that tinted, slightly turbid water, perhaps the absolute perfect essence of what we're all about here. And I find endless inspiration in those images. It pretty much sealed my fate as a lover of the Agapo habitat and to learn all I could about replicating it in form and function in the aquarium. All it took was a couple of pictures. And every time I look at these pictures, which I do quite a bit, let me tell you, I'm reminded that there's a point in every botanical-style aquarium when you can sort of tell which way it's going, a point when you can see it transforming from an idea to an actual microcosm, a jumping-off stage where our initial work is done and nature takes over for a while, breaking down the botanicals, allowing a patina of biocover and biofilm to cover some of the surfaces, removing the crisp, harsh, kind of new feeling. This is where Amano's concept of embracing the Japanese philosophy of wabi-sabi takes over, accepting the transient nature of things and enjoying the beauty of the changes that occur over time. And of course, once stuff starts softening up or breaking down, it doesn't mean that your job's done or that you're just an observer from that point on. Nope. It means that you're now in this cool phase of actively managing, and by managing, I mean uh, observation more than intervening, uh, you're actively managing the aquarium. Sure, when you embrace this mindset, you're making minor tweaks as necessary to keep the aquarium healthy and you know, moving in the direction, aesthetically functioning, and otherwise that you want it to. Yet at some point early in the process, you find yourself just letting go and allowing the tank to do what nature intends it to do on its evolutionary path. A lot of people may disagree, but I personally feel that this phase is the most exciting and rewarding part of the whole process, and perhaps one of the most natural, if we allow it to be. It's a phase when you interact with your aquarium on a very different level, a place where you get to play a role in the direction your scape is going without constantly interrupting the natural progression taking place within the little microcosm that you created. And of course, the natural analog of this phase is when those initial rains arrive and inundate formerly dry habitats, flooding forests and grasslands and transferring them, uh, transforming them into you know, aquatic habitats once again. Life begins to make a transition, an adaptation to a different environment. Microorganisms flourish and they multiply, aquatic insects emerge, and fishes return to look for food and reproduce. When the rains subside somewhat after the initial inundation, that sort of pause between storms, gives life a chance to make those adjustments that are necessary during this transformation. It's a wonderful time in the life cycle of these habitats. And it happens in almost identical manners in the aquarium, if you let it. A botanical aquarium involves materials breaking down. And as they break down, more and more compounds, you know, the tannins, the humic substances, lignin, bound up organic matter, begin leaching into the water column in your aquarium, influencing the water chemistry and the overall environment. 
Some botanicals like leaves break down within weeks, needing replacement if you wish to maintain the consistency of the habitat you've started to achieve in your aquarium. Others like bark, branches, and more robust seed pads, pods last a much longer time. Uh, they not only serve to enrich the aquatic environment, they become attachment points for fungal growth, biofilm, and algal mats, just like they do in nature. Many hobbyists tend to want to rush through this phase, that phase where all the biofilms and decomposition begins and accelerates, as if it's some obstacle we need to overcome to get to some ultimate destination with our aquarium. Understanding that it's not, and that in fact it's the whole game, changes your perspective entirely. Yet, a lot of people want to see the aquarium move on from this point really quickly. I feel kind of sad for them. They need to enjoy it, savor it. Like, why do we as aquarists not embrace this part of our aquarium's evolutions a little more wholeheartedly? Why do we dedicate so much time and energy to resisting nature's work rather than we do enjoying it? I was wondering if it has to do with some inherent impatience that we have as aquarists, or perhaps as humans in general, a desire to see a finished product as soon as possible, you know, something like that. And there's nothing at all wrong with that, I suppose. I just kind of wonder what the big rush is. I guess when we view an aquarium in the same context as a home improvement project, meal preparation, or an algebra test, I can see how reaching some semblance of finished would take on a greater significance. Those earlier in-between sort of moments are not nearly as exciting as some perceived destination or outcome that we have in mind for our tank. We have an idea in our head of how it's supposed to look, and to many, anything that falls short of that is just a phase, I suppose. On the other hand, if you look at an aquarium as you would a garden, an organic, living, evolving, growing entity, then the need to see the thing finished becomes much less important. Suddenly, much like a road trip, the destination becomes less important than the journey. It's about the experiences gleaned along the way, enjoyment of the developments, the process. In the botanical-style aquarium, it's truly about a dynamic and ever-changing system, an evolution, a process, started by us and assisted by nature. Every single stage of an aquarium holds fascination, just like it does in the wild habitats that we covet so deeply here. To not allow an aquarium to evolve, to not trust nature to help take it from idea to a microcosm, is to not allow oneself the opportunity to witness firsthand the wonders of the natural world and the incredible promise, the tenacity, and the beauty of life underwater. Be kind to yourself in your aquarium. Be patient and enjoy the journey. All of it. Stay calm. Stay engrossed. Stay observant. Stay persistent. Stay brave. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.